Wanted to welcome everyone today to our second uh, live Q&A with Dr. Kingsley Yu. He's got his, um, I'm, sure, I'm not sure, I know his name's Glenn, but I don't know what it is, if he's interning or, uh, but he's got his associate with him, Glenn. So we're going to have, we have some good questions, good topics to talk about today. Uh, but before we get to that, I just wanted to introduce Dr. Kingsley Yu. We did a podcast recently, just kind of reintroducing ourselves. But for anyone that's listening um, or watching, because we're going to put this up on YouTube, we're going to put this up on our podcast. Uh, just introduce yourself for our, our audience. Okay, thanks. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, so I am uh, Kingsley Yu, physical therapist um, on Long Island. And, um, you know, we're just... Uh, our duty is to get active people back to, you know, staying active again. Uh, if, if they have any type of uh, nagging injury or they've been frustrated with like where they've been going, um, that's our job. And, you know, we try to just, uh, you know, close the gap uh, with what we do so that um, you don't have to lose time, like making, um, you know, making gains and, st and making sure that you're, uh, you know, staying fit and, and not letting anything um, derail your progress. Um, and so that's us. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, this is Diana to my left and I'm Dan. We're here. Uh, we're from Rad CrossFit and we, you know, co we collaborate with Kingsley because um, there's a lot of similarities in what we do. We help people get, uh, you know, in shape, get, have a better lifestyle through nutrition, fitness, mindset. And in the fitness component of it, we have people who come to us that do have injuries, ailments. So we are oftentimes modifying in the workouts and helping them uh, either rehab from injuries or avoid uh, injuries. So, but you know, when it really, when we really, really need the professional to step in, uh, that's what we uh, use the guidance of Kingsley. And I've learned a lot working and talking with Kingsley. So I'm excited for today. Um, so the, the, the flow of today is we have a few questions that have been generated from our members and uh, people from have sent them in from Instagram, um, you know, and our members have been emailing me. So we're going to discuss those topics, but we want to give the people here an opportunity uh, to, to maybe address anything that you wanted to um, address with Kingsley, because he's a world of knowledge. So, um, you know, there are a couple of people with us, Diane, Dan, and uh, Jay. So we could start with ladies first, Diane. <laughs> Diane, Thank you, first. do you have any questions uh, for Kingsley? Um, so, yeah, so Kingsley, so I know last time um, I discussed my knees, and at that point we were in um, quarantine, so I wasn't going to RAD, I had not been in RAD, I joined them basically online in March when the quarantine started, COVID started, so after getting to do, um, as Rob had pointed out on that, um, on that seminar, doing the exercise correctly that that ended with my knees um but now i'm going to the gym so everybody so i mean watch on how i do things and lately i found that i have like what i described as like pins and needles in my arms um especially when i wake up in the morning i go to a chiropractor he told me i was like lacking something nutrition wise which i'm not sure if that's true um but that's it's weird because i'll feel it like in my shoulders um, it's just sore maybe from working out, but then in the morning when I wake up, it's like total pins and needles. So I have no idea what that is. Um, so it's, it's on you now. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no problem. Um, I don't know. No, no problem. So, well, let me, 
I mean, like, you know, nutrition is always going to be something that's important. And who knows, maybe the chiropractor that you saw, you know, is onto something. But, you know, some of the questions I guess I would have for you, too, is, well, you know, um, um, are you doing anything in terms of like, you know, just making sure that the muscles of your upper body, your shoulders and things like that are staying pretty limber? Or are you just like, you know, working out like a like a madman and then just like not doing anything to let like the muscles in your shoulders and your arms recover um question two is well how what positions do you sleep in right or are there certain like things that you know that certain ways that you tend to lay and rest yourself that are causing this is it both sides like so you know like what you know kind of give me like a little bit more insight into that okay so yeah so it's definitely both sides um, you know, I have, I invested in a good mattress like a year ago. So I have like a good mattress, good pillow, the whole thing. Um, so I don't know if, I don't think it's that. Um, and it's particularly though, like on a day where we work out the shoulders more. So I, f- I find it more on a day if we do a lot of shoulder work, um, that it's more so, but you know, I mean, I, I'm not non-active during the day. I have a, you know, it's, I mean, it is, it is COVID, but I'm still pretty active during the day. So, um, you know, it's not like I work out and that's it. And I just sit down if that answers your question. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So like, I mean, are you doing in terms of like, um, I mean, have you gotten yourself like, you know, uh, acclimated or familiar with like, you know, some things like foam rollers or massage balls and things like that as well, you know, cause like those are some of the things that we would want to look at as, um, in terms of like, could there be something that's just like innate stiffness in those muscles, you know, that sit, that sit anywhere from up to your neck, all the way down to your arms, which are kind of like, essentially like, you know, creating like some shrink wrap around like the, you know, the, the arteries, the veins, the nerves of the arm that are, they're, um, you know, creating this, right? Because if you're talking about where you're, you're experiencing this more on the upper body type of day, right, you're, you're creating a lot of muscle, you know, tone, you're building, you're developing those muscles. But at the same time, like they're, you know, as a result of that, they do, do get stiffer and stiffer and stiffer right and then so we're just creating some sort of restrictions there so um you know things like how would you how would you rate your um your flexibility with your arms going up over your head would you say you're good like because if i ask people like how how tight their hamstrings are they would be like i get an f you know if i got a report card so like what would you say for your shoulders and things like that um well i think i'm work i think i need to work on it um, but again, like I've, I've just started recently going to the gym now that, um, you know, it's open and I'm trying to fit into my schedule. So, um, you know, I'm first time really doing pull-ups and things like that. Um, you know, so I don't know, I guess my upper body strength is like on a, on a medium on a scale of one to five, a 10, maybe it's a five. So it definitely needs to be worked on. Um, so I don't know, but I do have a foam roll. I could foam roll before I go to bed. You could. So, so actually this is what we're going to do. We have foam rollers here too. So I'm going to have Glenn as my victim and kind of give you like a little bit of a sampling of what and how you should use that foam roller um, to kind of like address some of the stiffness that I would just, you know, kind of like from just listening to what you have to say, just kind of like, um, you know, this is my best guess. Right. But at the same time, it's, it's pretty good and effective. So Glenn, I'm sorry. Um, what we're going to do is hopefully this camera that I have, which is like automated, will follow us. But what you're going to do is like, you'll take your foam roller, Glenn, I'm gonna, just going to get down to the floor, okay? So if there's anything, if we have issues here with the camera, there we go. Sorry, guys. Go. So what we're going to do is we're going to take this foam roller, right? And 
we're gonna you're gonna actually work on trying to get into some of the muscles that sit like in the uh, in the like armpit region, which is like the lat. So what what Glenn's gonna do is you are gonna face the camera, okay? And um, we're gonna get it underneath the right side here. So let's see. Say, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm gonna get down here. Yeah. Yeah. Does that look okay for you guys? Like, or is it kind of still yeah. cut off? No, it's good. Yeah, I see it. That's okay. Good. All right. So what, what what Glenn has here is that he's got that foam roller just tucked underneath like his, um, you know, in, in like just below his armpit. And what, he, what he's got is his arm out to the side because he's trying to get the lat stretched out. This is like a crazy muscle that limits like how well we can actually lift our arm up overhead. And, and there's also a lot of stiffness there because we, you know, we're working those muscles when we're doing things like pull-ups and cleans and basically everything, right? So what we want to try to do with the foam roller is he wants to be able to try to get a lot of his weight down on top of that, on that roller. And you start to move your body up and down in this manner, right? Mm -hmm. What you might feel, Diane, is when if you got yourself down to that side, you'd be like, is he crazy? Like, I have to put all of my weight down on this thing? Because there's a high chance that these muscles here from a lot of just pulling and lifting are going to be so stiff. Because if I, if I put some weight down and, blend and I move them around, like, this is torture for him. And he's actually doing a pretty good job keeping a poker face because he's holding his breath. His face may be turning a bit red. But all we're trying to do is we're trying to just restore, like, any of, like, the the natural like softness and suppleness of the muscles that go anywhere from the armpit, mm -hmm. even up to like the, some parts of the tricep because, um, come on, come up, Glenn, because, um, let me see, sorry. Let's get this thing to come up here because, um, there's so much, so many connections here that mm -hmm. tie in to what happens all the way down into our mm -hmm. fingers and things like that. Yeah. Right. That when they, when they come up here and we do a lot of pulling, you know, we're building, we're, we are, we want to build up some muscle bulk and muscle size and tone, but the trade-off there is just that extra stiffness. So we kind of have to stay on top of that so that everything that kind of feeds underneath there, just like, you know, we're, we're allowing the one, the nerve inputs to get all the way down to here without obstruction and just letting all of that circulation, um, you know, just kind of also allow that to facilitate the circulation to come down into the hands as well, you know? So okay. I'm going to send some video, you know, any of these things that we do tonight, we're going to send videos to you guys. So you can be like, okay, maybe more guided responses and, you know, I mean, more guided direction because I mean, this camera is kind of inconsistent anyway. So what, what, so um, I'm going to send you guys like, you know, I'll send, you know, Dan, Dan and Rob, like all these videos so that you guys can kind of pick and choose and, and try a couple of things out because, you know, yeah, it could be nutrition. <laughs> it could be, could be magnesium or something that you're not getting in your system. But I think it's, you know, if we're talking about something that is um, more, you know, consistent when you're doing upper body stuff, mm -hmm. then it's, it's, you know, we also want to look up here as well and make sure that that stuff is staying nice and, uh, you know, nice and loose and nice and supple. And nice and loose. Okay, cool. I'm gonna, I can foam roll. That's cool. Yeah. Can I'm going to try it out tonight. Will that foam yeah. rolling aid in um, like more range of motion and flexibility for her? Yeah, potentially, right? So that that's something that you can also like, um, like do as like before you foam roll is, is even like if you, um, if you lay it on your back, right, and you just tried to bring your arms up so that you can get the hands to touch the floor behind mm -hmm. you. Yeah. If you feel like you have a hard time to do doing that, and like your upper back just kind of like, you know, your, your back arches to do that. After foam rolling, 
just for a couple of minutes. And I'd say like two to three minutes, just like just to loosen up anything there. And then you test it out after you might, you might notice that there's a difference, right? So, and if, and if you do see that, then that means that, you know, that stuff just needs a little bit more TLC. Yeah. Okay. All right. Great. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank and you. Try that out. Awesome. Sure. That was really insightful. Um, and to piggyback off of that, one of the questions we had online while we're on the topic of shoulder shoulders, one of the questions we had on online was um, related to shoulders, but specifically what was interesting to me was this person experiences pain when they do a shoulder press, but zero pain when they do a push up. So, mm. so if you could give some insight as to like why that might be happening, um, I, I think that you answered this person's questions about increasing range of motion and flexibility. Um, so I guess specifically what's, what's happening if, if, if you can do a push up versus not being able to do a strict press. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, you know, I, I think, so what, what we're looking at there is right. So do we have any type of, you know, soft tissue, muscular restriction, right? That's blocking off that particular position, right? Because, you know, if, if we're here and we're kind of below shoulder height and we're pushing out in front of us, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't really require a ton of uh, mobility, you know, through the shoulder and the lats and all that other stuff, right? So now, but then at the same time, like, so if you, you know, if that, if the person who asked this question has like done something like loosen up the soft tissue and they're like, that still bothers me, then we actually have to kind of like, um, think of it as more of a technique issue, right? Or, you know, what, what is it that maybe they're missing with um, the movement when they go through that strict press? And we're, what we're really talking about there is we, we actually want to see actually how well you are able to get like the hands, the shoulders to turn out this way, okay? Because when, you're, when we do things like push-ups and you guys, I'm sure, give like, you know, your members and clients cues that when you're doing things like bench pressing and you're following through, we try to bend the bar. We get a lot of these cues with let's bend the bar, right? Because what we're doing there is we're, we're really engaging the shoulders itself to get into their sockets, put them in the optimal position because, you know, the shoulder is a, is a, is a ball and socket joint, right? So it's like, it's like taking a golf ball and putting on a tee, right? And because the shoulder is so mobile and flexible is that when we move it into like certain different angles, we have to make sure that one, that that ball is sitting on top of the tee the right way. Because if we don't, and then we move through it, we could potentially, you know, that if, if you know, we could potentially kind of squeeze off and pinch something and irritate something within this, the shoulder itself. So when I'm talking about generating things like, you know, rotating the shoulders and, and getting them into, into the sockets better, that's the same thing that you guys are saying that when we come up into an overhead position, we want to bend that bar, right? Because we're getting the rotator cuff muscles of the shoulder and we're getting everything to make sure that we have a nice solid lockout point as well so that we don't get into a position where we start to chicken wing, right? It's, it's, so it's, it's a matter of how well can you take that movement from here and push out and just move it to overhead. And so I know this is kind of like, Concepts wise, maybe I'm still a little vague on this. So I'm actually going to have Glenn show us what I'm talking about, right? Because if we do this here, like, so say for example, I got, you're going to have some dumbbells here. Okay. When we have, when we start to go into a strict press type of motion, it's kind of tricky when we have a barbell 
right? To be able to come up and then just like turn those hands out like this, okay? Because it's a fixed bar. But what we can do is when we test his motion here with the dumbbells, we want to actually see, all right? So the person who's asking this question is, when you have the arms coming up into overhead, is can you, can you fully lock out and extend and actually turn your hand, right? So that the thumb is facing backward, because that's telling me that when I bring my arm down to the, to, to the shoulder level, I'm getting that torque through my shoulder. I'm engaging all the full muscles, okay? So if we look at, if we look at something like, a, like this motion here with the dumbbells, Glenn, you're gonna go ahead and just put them up here. We're gonna go through something called a seesaw press. And I hope that everything gets captured here is I want you to go ahead and with that left arm first, we wanna see, can you get to that overhead position where you have the thumb pointed straight back? So what we're looking at here, sorry guys, with the camera is if we have the dumbbell up in the overhead position, do we have the front and back of the dumbbell in a straight line, right? It's like, it's like if we had two, it would be like railroad tracks coming up and this camera keeps on moving. I like so you. what's that? Yeah, it likes, likes you. you. Yeah, come on up this way. So what we do is when we take that motion and we break it down and compare between our sides, especially if you're talking about that shoulder that's bothering you is when you lock out the top, right? Is your, does your elbow tend to flare out? Because if it does, then that's telling me that we're not using that shoulder to the fullest capacity, right? We're not using the rotator cuff efficiently. And so from there, it's very easy for us to just compensate and drop out this way. So, you know, and then that, that just creates a lot of extra movement within the joint itself and becomes very irritating. I see Diane over there. She's like, can I do that? Right? She's like up there with her arm. But that's what we really want to look at is can we maximize how well the shoulder is sitting in the joint, or are we kind of com coming around to these compensations? Because anytime we lose something, it's, you know, we get that chicken wing. And once that, once that elbow dips out to the side, it becomes a very weak position and it just potentially could also irritate the shoulder. So when we're looking at this is one full mobility with all the soft tissue, but when we get to the top, are we kind of pushing through and then just generating this torque through the shoulders, right? Cause when we get into this position, you guys are going to say to, to your members at the when they're hanging from a pull-up bar or when they have their arms locked out overhead is show me your armpits, right? Get those shoulders to turn so that we're using those shoulder muscles to the fullest capacity and keeping the joints where they need to be. So it's it's a little bit more that's more that's pretty technical. But in terms of that, like it's really like, yeah, okay, let's make sure that we have good mobility. And then after that, are you just using your joints the way that you're supposed to be? using your joints. So, you know, if, if you guys have any, like, you know, so for that one, I know it's like, it's, it's a little more complex, but if you, if someone needs more guidance on that on the side, you know, I'm happy to help them out with that. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So that makes sense though, as a coach, from my perspective, when I'm seeing someone um, and Diane, not to pick on you, but your yeah. example, because I know this is something that we've been working on Diane. Mm -hmm. um, so that's going to be a good way for us to really see um, your full lockout potential, because right. I know, okay. you know, she probably does still have a little bit of that stiffness in the lat area. So we'll work on foam rolling. Um, but the full lockout is a difficult movement for her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, I mean, like, look, if you, if you program like overhead dumbbell lunges, I mean, you're going to see that person who's like, I got it, you know, it's like, <laughs> right. well, you know, and it's like, well, no, this is not very, that not very strong. Let's push it out, lock it out. Right. So that yeah. you have complete control over that. And so that, you know, you're just like, yeah, you're just not working yourself through a bad wow. pattern. Got it. Nice. Like it. I like it. Awesome.
All right. So good stuff. Um, Jay, you got any uh, questions while you're here? Oh, I just want to say, hey, uh, Kingsley, uh, great to meet you. I actually here. subscribed to your Instagram uh, many weeks ago, and I heard some good stuff about this. I've been actually watching some of your uh, videos and your movements, trying, trying to mirror those things. I don't really have a, a question regarding a certain, I mean, you know, I'm just kind of just uh, trying to absorb all this stuff, but I actually have a question from my wife. Okay. Uh, so, so she started, so, you know, she started doing a lot of the, the CrossFit workouts with me, you know, uh, since the beginning of last year, you know, when the COVID hit and all the gyms started, you know, closing down. So, you know, so I, I, you know, she, she wanted to kind of just start it out with me. We started out slowly. And then it was about the summer where she was really into it. She was really intense. And she started, you know, doing a lot of the workouts with me, like, you know, a couple of times a day and this and that. And then maybe around August or September, she started having some issues with her, with her knees. So I guess she, you know, she, uh, she started getting, you know, uh, in terms of, I don't know if it started because of, uh, you know, a lot of squats or air squats or a lot of the, you know, <laughs> squats, back squats or whatever it was, um, unless it was something, maybe box step ups or box jumps, but she started getting, you know, sore, reduced her workouts. <clears throat> and then maybe around October-ish, she said it was just too much pain. So she took about a month off just to see how it would, you know, kind of work, you know, just, you know, heal itself or whatnot. It felt better. She started resuming her workouts with me, uh, from my home and then it started flaring up again. So I, so I actually been meaning to kind of just uh, make an appointment with this. So I can, maybe you could just check her out and, and see all that stuff. But uh, I don't know what to tell her. She thinks it's just me telling her how to do things wrong. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, she said I taught her how to do it incorrectly. So I'm, I'm like, how do you teach an air squat incorrectly? So I, I don't know, man. I, <laughs> so, uh, that's really the only question she, uh, you know, I had. She uh, she went to her you know her her normal doctor just to you know check it out and you know they told her to just stop exercising altogether. So. <laughs> Don't work out. It's bad. Yeah. Pretty much what doctor said. Just do not work out. Do not listen to Jay. Uh, I don't know what else to tell her besides. I mean, you can't stop working out. It's just we've got to figure this issue out. <laughs> yeah. No. Totally, man. Um. Yeah, like I appreciate you following on on Instagram and stuff like that. I appreciate your question. Um, you know, obviously, like you know, we, we get an answer like that from a doctor. You're like, uh, yeah, okay. Then it's like, I guess I'm I'm dying a little bit sooner now too, right? It's like it's crazy. So, um, you know, and and so I think I think there might be a, a little bit of a better <clears throat> better answer, better solution for that. And and you know, I know how it is too. Like if I if I um if I was in the gym with my wife and be like, uh, I don't know if you're doing that great or whatever. She, you know, it. That, that advice is just going to go by the wayside, even though I do this for a living. So, um, so I, I, I feel your pain with that too. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's <laughs> what's that? It tells me all the time I taught her something wrong or, or it's me or, or I don't know. I mean, she rather listen. I mean, she, she saw Diane yesterday, the other day, cause her friend went to uh, the thing and she was like, wow, oh, why can't you do that kind of stuff for me? Or why can't you do that? <laughs> yeah. I, right. mean, I, I, I definitely, yeah. She, uh, she doesn't want to hear from me anymore. Don't worry, Jay. I don't really let Dan coach me too much either. Nope. So nope. I get it. <laughs> I, I hear you, Jay. I mean, besides besides just being Kingsley, my second name is Punching Bag, right? So it's like, <laughs> I, I get it, man. I get it. <laughs> well, 
I mean, part of it, you know, so we're, we're talking about your wife here. Like, I guess, you know, some of the things that we look at here is going to be very similar again, right, to, you know, something that we, we mentioned with Diane. It's like, well, you know, how, how um, I guess, how much are we addressing, like, the other side of the workout? Because, you know, if we get into, like, this, like, habit, you know, where we are just pushing, 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 we also do have to consider like, well, what am I doing to, you know, allow myself to recover from these things, right? Because recovery is very real, you know, and, and I'm going to, and I'm not, besides sleeping, you know, there's just other things. Like, so part of the, th part of the things that I talk with, with a lot of the clients that we work with are saying, Hey, look, you know, for every workout that you do, you let's see if we can commit 10 minutes of time at some other point, at some point in the day, right? to recover those tissues again that you've worked because, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of, again, innate stiffness that gets built in. Right. And, and over time, what ends up happening is like those muscles will start to create like a little bit of like a cast around you and they're like, and then, and then they become resistant and, and not very compliant with how, the, how they're supposed to move. Right. So with your wife, is it more of like pain in the front of the knee? No, uh, she says it's, it's, it's like towards the sides of her knee, knee joints. So I don't think it's her knee itself, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a little, I, I think something's just pinching her right there on the sides of her knees. Right. So whenever she squats or, or she kind of, you know, goes down, you know, uh, she feels a little pain. So she'll just stop and say, I'm not, I'm not doing it anymore. Type of thing now, so. so is it, is it also, is it also the same pain when she lunges? I think so. I think so. Uh, she hasn't been working out as, uh, you know, uh, like like she used to uh she just wants to fully recover um she's been you know she's been she's been asking me and nagging me to kind of schedule her an appointment with you because I, you know, I showed her your movements and stuff and and, and whatnot so uh that's all me i've been needing to schedule her schedule uh, something for, for her with you so uh would like to uh, do that shortly yeah no i appreciate that i mean like yeah so i mean even before then like you know let's see if there's anything else that we can kind of do to troubleshoot like what you know what she's doing right because you know Again, it's like, you know, we look at the soft tissue stuff, but then we also look at like, you know, could it be just, um, uh, could, could this be like uh, just a weakness issue and in, in part of the hips and things that we want to look at, right? Because, you know, if we're going to go over technique, um, this, is what, this is what I'm going to do. Like, so if we're going to go over air squat technique, right? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have, I'm going to pick on Glenn again. Um, but before I do that, I want to try to see if I can log on to the, this call with a different camera. Right, so we can kind of get a better shot here. So, Glenn, can you do me a favor? Just kind of get on that um, on the laptop and just open up Zoom. Let me see. I got to get the uh, meeting code in here, right? I got it. Uh, join, right? Yep, you're going to join. What's that be? Um, it's 8714251. And I'm going to end up muting this one right here so we don't get a few. have to unmute the computer now, Kingsley. Got it. <laughs> 
Okay. Sweet. Okay. So, you know, so some of the things that we're looking at here, right, Jay, is going to be when we're talking about like just the foundations of the air squad. Some of the things that you can say, Kingsley told me to look at you, so it's legit. <laughs> is um, first thing first is when your wife is air squatting and moving, right? We want to say, we want to check and see. Well, are her feet straight or are they turned out like like ducks, you know? And so if we're looking at this here, I'm going to show. I'm going to give you a demo here with Glenn, right? So Glenn is going to, and the reason why this is important is because one, you want to be able to make sure that the knee stays, you know, stacked up over the knee and not like, you know, caving in, right? Because if we start to see those things, we start to see joint related issues, or it also could be like issues that, that occur at the kneecap and stuff like that. So first things first is we want to make, we want to see how the, how our air squad is. If she's got her knees stacked up over her feet and her feet are straight-ish, right? So that would be one thing. And the reason why that's important is because, I mean, look, you, we, all, all of us has, has seen the person in the gym who squats like this. Right? <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, oh, because I can get really low. Because if I do it this way, I stop here. I'm like, well, I get it. But I want you to make sure that you're starting to use your ankles like ankles and so that you can treat your knees much, much better. And also, I want you to be able to feel like you're, you're stronger because when you have your feet turned out, um, it's not a very strong position, all right? And I'm going to show you this. And this is like, this is like legit. This is not like we didn't stage anything like this, you know, um, with, with like the performance aspect of this is Glenn is first going to show me, he's going to, he's going to actually do an air squat and hang at the bottom position with his feet turned out. Okay. And then you're going to drop to the, drop to the bottom. Now you've seen, you've seen this squat plenty of times in gyms. It might, it might even be you, right? And the reason why this is not um, ideal for us is because you start to, one, you start to turn off what's happening through your hips. You don't use the muscles that help you push those knees out and prevent you from, you know, just controlling any type of extra wobbles because the knee joint is treated as a hinge, right? So if we had a hinge on our door and we, we start to swing the door open, but at the same time, we start to pull up and down that door, we're going to create a lot of hinge dust within that joint. Now, so, so when, when, we, when we look at this, we have to apply the same principles to our squats and our position because, again, when Glenn has his feet turned out here at the bottom position, I'm going to say to him, let's bring on a bit. I'm going to say, hey, look, don't let me push your knees together, okay? And what you're going to see is I'm, and I'm like not very strong, okay? And I was able to just get his knees to collapse. So can you imagine, Jay, if that you're, you have a barbell on your back or you're trying to overhead squat and your knees can cave in that easy, how hard is it going to be? How hard do you have to work from the upper body to stabilize that position, right? So go ahead and drop down again with the feet turned out because it also applies to what happens if I were to say, Glenn, don't really pull your knee out. And he just like loses his balance, okay? So what we'll do now is, and, and you guys can try this if you have a, a partner at home and Jay, if you want to try this with your wife too, is now I want to say, okay, get your feet as straight as possible, create an arch in your foot, right? And then, and then pause at the, and hold at the bottom position. What we're going to do is compare it again and say, hey, look, don't let me push your knees together again, right? And right there, <clears throat> okay, I'm like legit pushing really hard. And he's in a much stronger and stable position and shape so that, because he's kicking in all these hip muscles just by turning the feet in like this straight. 
as opposed to out here. You, you, you're losing a critical and vital function of the knee and the foot. You see how easy it is for me to do this? That's not very good. That hurts the joints, right? If I'm here, I can still wobble, but I'm not as loose through that joint, right? So that, that's something that we have to look at and something that your wife has to look at. Um, another thing too is, hey, you know, how well is that soft tissue uh, moving around in that leg? And I'm probably gonna, I'm gonna guess that that quad, it's not that, it's not that good. So again, you can tell her, I saw this on Zoom tonight and I promise you that it's gonna help you, but it's gonna be a little uncomfortable is we take a foam roller, we can take a massage ball, right? And work on rolling out the quad. But actually, you have a barbell at home, Jay? Yeah, yeah, I have a barbell, yeah. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> you can just say to your wife, oh, doing boy. my quad hurts thinking about this right now. Quad smack. <laughs> just this. Yeah. And if all of a sudden, like, you do this and, and if any one of you does this and you're like, I'm going to pass out, that's telling me that the muscles here in your legs have built up so much stiffness that you haven't been able to just make sure that they're nice and supple. Because if I did this to my kids, they'd be like, this is no problem because I have, I'm young, I'm youthful, and I have nice supple tissue, right? So we want to be able to see if your wife or anybody you know with knee issues is... Can I just let the weight settle down without me freaking out, right? Because I've done this plenty to people and they just want to kick me when they're, on, when they're on the table. And the whole idea is, you know, if you can't have your muscles really pliable, then, you know, how well do you think they're going to move when you're trying to go through exercises? You're basically putting on like an emergency brake with all of your movements and like try driving your car around. You're like, well, why does my gas mileage suck, right? And why do I need uh, new brakes? So, well, because you've been moving around and creating a whole bunch of dust. Cool. That's good. That's some good stuff, Kings. That's some good stuff, man. I had no idea. <laughs> I mean, it's, um, whoops, let me cover this one up here. Maybe I did teach my wife how to do the wrong, incorrect squat. Golly. Well, tell me, well, tell me what, what do you, what, well, why do you say that? What do you, what well, do you Because uh, I, I do realize uh, I put my seat out when I do kind of squats. Yeah. So when I, you say that, I'm like, wait a minute, that's kind of like what I do. So, wow, I feel like maybe I'm doing it wrong. Look, I mean, look, even stand up right now. Stand up right now, right? You can stand up right now. And just, just even just check, just test this out itself. So if you're just standing, right? And if you, uh, if you put your foot straight right now, right? And like purposely try to just wobble your knee from side to side, like literally try to like, you know, go from in and out, right? Yeah. Then no, go ahead and turn that foot out. And like do the same thing. You're gonna feel like your, the inside of your knee starts to get strained. Yeah. Like it's actually really loose. Okay, so we're just looking at, you know, how well can your knee joint move, you know, or how well can you position your foot so that your knee joint doesn't have to move because, oh, and see, now, now I see you practicing those air squats with the feet straight. That's great. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because yeah, before uh, my feet would kind of be out. So, uh, okay, I'm going to work on that, man. Yeah, because I mean, I'm telling you, it's, it's, you're, you just want to make sure you optimize your position, right? Again, optimize, and I'm saying optimize position for everything. 
for the joints, for the utilization of the muscles, right? Um, and just all those things. So it's really easier for us to get down low with our feet turned out because we actually will end up like skipping what our ankles have to do. So it could be something too with ankle stiffness, right? And all those other things. And, and those are some things that, that we want to look at. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's really it, man. You got to be good to the knees because a lot, of the, a lot of the root problems for why you have knee problems are going to be, is my hip mobile? Is my hip strong? And is my ankle mobile? And is it also strong, right? So, because the knee is just a messenger in between. So it's really a matter of how well are those two joints functioning, um, you know, for you to, to keep everything nice and healthy. Hmm. It's really good stuff. And, um, you know, in CrossFit, when we, when we take our level one course and, um, they teach us the air squat, they do, they do teach us to have our, our athletes turn their toes slightly out. And that's, uh, the, the, the general reason for that is to ensure that the knee is tracking correctly. Um, so that's a common that's a common cue for people is to turn your toe slightly out. We don't want them to look like ducks, but I'm, I'm surprised that we're not uh, encouraged to teach toes straight more. You know what I mean? So I don't know. And I know, I know that, um, you know, the work that you do, it, it, it you, you CrossFit's, you know, it, it's great. Like we, we both agree that with that, but there's going to be some, some, variances variances you know oh yeah yeah totally no totally i mean you know i don't want you guys you know don't don't feel like this is something that's like you know it has to be completely straight right we we you know i, I even just say straightish right but right. just like you said we don't turn out to the point where we're so stoned yeah. Out. yeah the arch collapses right. and then that knee just like you know falls you know into the towards the middle very easily right and so that's why we found that if you have the if you have the toes straight you're able to really keep the arches active and engaged as well, right? Everything's stacked because that's your foundation. I mean, your foot and your ankle are your foundation. It's like building a house. If you built your house on something crappy, it's just not going to stay. It's not going to stay upright very long. And so that's the same thing. It's just being able to maintain that and, and uh, prioritize that. Yeah. And it's going to take a lot of work for people who are flat footed uh, to get in a good position um, you know, so, and I know that's a question that's just popping up in my mind as far as like the athletes that I'm thinking about and you know who you are. Um, but you know, what is, what is some guidance you would give someone who's flat footed? Um, oh boy. So, you know, man, that's a great question, right? Because it's, it just turns out that I, I just wrote an article recently about orthotics and stuff like that for our, you know, flat footed friends and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I think part of that is, um, Oh man, you, you gotta be patient with what you're doing. You know, that, that, that's for sure. Uh, you know, because I'm a big believer that we all have an arch somewhere. It's like, um, and, and it's just, it's just that we haven't been able to find that potential. Right. Cause the, cause like, you know, flat feet, flat footed people, it's just, it's just basically showing us that telling me that you haven't had received enough stimulus into your feet as you developed into an adult, because, um, even though we're born, you know, when we're infants, our, foot, our feet are flat. And as we start to walk around and things like that, we do, we do develop the musculature in our foot because if we didn't, then we wouldn't be able to walk and, and move around and balance ourselves, right? And so we start to look at things like where it's like, well, am I, am I doing things out of convenience? Am I putting myself in really cushioned shoes? Um, you know, and, and all these things. And, uh, you know, and I think that's the thing. It's like, you know, the, 
that's that, that's the problem that we that we see is that you know we get we get a lot of people who end up being in really cushioned shoes, um, for and they rely on shoes all the time where they're like I can't even walk around barefoot in my house because my feet are so sensitive and tender, right? And like how did that become? Because when you know, like our ancestors like were hunters and they were like there's no such thing as shoes, and they could walk around and you know and pebbles and you know and rocks and run around and stuff like that. So at that point in time, we just basically fed into a problem where we just like we're saying okay. Yeah, um, you know, we're just going to put more and more support into our feet with our shoes, you know, cushion shoes, orthotics and things like that, Dr. Scholl's, and then we're just going to let the muscles go weak, right? And um, so, I mean, I don't know, man, the only thing I can say is there's a lot to it um, that, that I think I'll, I'll share, I'll share you guys, share with you guys the article that, that's coming out about that, because I think it's a really good way to describe like what happens to the feet and then like some other steps that you can actually take to help develop that because, you know, um, yeah, that, that's a problem. That's a, <laughs> that's flat feet are a problem. Um, and, but, but, you know, just like, you know, like I think we're talking on a podcast, it's like inside every like overweight person is a skinny person. It's like inside every flat foot, there's an arch and <laughs> you just have to be able to, you know, show you how to tap into that potential. And, and it, that's the same thing. You want to lose weight, you're overweight. You got to put the time in, you want to have, you have a flat foot and you want to develop, develop foot strength. You've got to put the time in. So that, that's a, that's a really, that's a complex question. And I'm, I'm going to, you know, probably get a uh, podiatrist angry at me for, for saying stuff like this, but, you know, I think it's just kind of, it, to me, that that's what I've learned um, over the years. It's like, I, le I learned how to make orthotics in school. I could be like, yeah, pay me 800 bucks. I'll make them for you. And then you still come, come back to me and complain that you have these problems. And I'm like, and so, you know, I could do it. I can make money off of it. Um, but I, I just, I don't believe in them. Right. Yeah. It could be, it, it would take a lot of work, but you have to be willing to put that work in to, to, to get, to improve, you know, but, um, arches can be built, you know, the, the, the but you got to put a lot of work into it. Um, you know, it's the same thing with, uh, knee pain. You know, if, if your, your, if your knee pain is caused by not squatting properly, then you need to work on squatting properly. So that means if the workout calls for 135 pound front squats, that you're not going 135 pounds, that you're going to, you're going to modify the weight. And that's why we modify so we can move better, um, you know, and, and be able to do more in the long run, because then you're accessing the muscles that you weren't accessing and uh, breaking them down so they could rebuild. And then you can use them later on. So, Absolutely. And, and that's, that's another thing too. It's like, you, you don't have to reinvent the wheel with exercises. Right. Um, I had, I had, I had a parent just come in with his son and was like, well, my, you know, my son's been going to PT for quite a while now and we're frustrated that he's not getting any better. And he thought, I don't know if he thought that I was going to show him something that was like groundbreaking exercise that he's never done before. And I said, all you have to do with that to get him, to get him better is to slow down the exercises and control it. Right, so we're talking about like eccentrics and tempo. So we're not rebuilding the wheel here. All we're all we're saying is, if you you know, do you have full ownership of your movements, right? When you first start off with something, so if you have an injury, if something nagging you, or you're trying to to improve on a skill, just slow it down, slow down the movements, and make sure that you have full control. So for your wife Jay, if she starts to get down to a squat and she's like, okay, well this is about where the knee starts to hurt. Say, okay, well then let's stop at that point for now, right? Right before it. And let's make sure that from wherever you have right now with your best available squat today, 
let's slow it down. So let's, let's have it take five to 10 seconds for you to get to that position. And then you pause there and hold it for five to 10 seconds. And she's going to be like sweating bullets. She's like, what is going on here? And so it's just being able to teach yourself how to own a position and, and, and things like that. And, you know, like I said, it doesn't have to be complex. It's just, if you slow things down, it's going to be very hard for you to, to, to go around a compensation that you normally would have if you were going fast. Awesome. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, I know we're and not. And believe in... me, tempo squats. Oh, man. oh my good stuff. goodness. Good stuff. That is you good have stuff. to have a lot of distance. It requires discipline. Um, we do have um, three questions we haven't gotten to and only 10 minutes left. So I'm going to pick the one that I wanted to talk about. Well, not oh, that I want to talk about, but I wanted to hear what Kingsley has to say about it. But it, we could talk about this probably all night. Um, the question was how are stress and pain related? Mm. stress and pain oh, yeah for sure man i mean with 10 minutes i don't i mean with uh, 100 minutes i don't know if we can get into this <laughs> you know maybe um, we'll give a little teaser and we can we can transition that into a podcast episode uh yeah, yeah. and, and yeah, finish yeah. that discussion sort of kind of like stress and pain stress and pain yeah so, like, when we talk about stress and pain you know you know what i think about think about uh um Fat bastard in uh in Austin Powers, right? <laughs> he says he's like, I'm hungry, you know, whatever. I, I'm just like I'm frustrated because I eat and I'm overweight, you know, whatever, right? He just kind of is like, I'm, he's like, I'm I'm happy when I eat and I'm 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 unha- I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> you got it, got it. Right, right. There you go. Right. So, <laughs> so it's like kind of like stress and pain go hand in hand here, right? And so you know, I think like I think that's something that that we have to kind of like come to grips with this like well oh man i've gotten i've gotten to go get you know all these massages i've been you know going to get all these all this extra help to take care of things i'm you know drinking wine at night i'm, I'm taking like these you know these these pills and things like that um you know to help me with my pain but it's not getting any better and it's really because like it's it's a matter of like how well how well are you controlling actually the stress and this is coming full circle again to diana jay it's like hey are you guys doing enough to recover from pushing yourself hard because you can't drive your car and floor that thing all the time. And if you do, it's not going to last very long. Right? So this is why we talk about stress as well uh, stress management and, or how it relates to pain is because if you can't manage your stress, then you can't manage your pain effectively. Right? I had a person yesterday that I went to go see. I was talking to Glenn about it and she was like, you know, she's like, I got this neck pain that all of a sudden it's like referring down to my arm with this crazy headache. And she's like, I saw a doctor and he said that, you know, I have a pinched nerve and, um, and, uh, and if it doesn't get any better, I'm going to need surgery. Right. I was like, holy crap. So, so, so then I was like, all right, well, let's set up an eval. So I was, I, I went to her yesterday and before I went to go see her, she texted me and she's like, I'm feeling a bit better. Um, maybe I should hold off on it. So I said, well, let, let me get this straight. You called me a couple of days ago and you told me that uh, you had this crazy headache. You had this arm pain down, you know, you have this pain down your arm from your neck and, you're do- and you had a doctor who told you that if it doesn't get any better, you're going to need surgery. And now you have someone to come look at you and you're going to turn that away. Right. She's like, okay, you're right. So I went to go see her. And I was trying to get her story and figure out what's going on here. 
And like, you know, she, she, she was a part uh, she said that she actually had gotten the COVID vaccine a couple of weeks ago. And it was like, after that, everything kind of spiraled. I was like, well, that, that kind of doesn't match up to what's going on here. Pinched nerve from, from uh, coming from your neck from a vaccine, right? So I was like, kind of digging more. And so my, one of my first questions was, what's your stress level like? And, and every time I asked that to somebody like, where do we begin? Yeah. Yeah. Turned out she had recently lost one of her parents, right? And then when her other parent was sick with COVID. And I was like, hmm. So, and, and this all happened around that time. Hmm. She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, let's take a look at you. And, you know, good news is that with the evaluation, I, I felt very strongly that it wasn't a pinched nerve but it was just excessive tension built up through her whole body that manifested into her neck mm -hmm. and caused all of this stuff, right? And, I, and I, had to, I had to pick at this too, because she's like, well, I think it was the vaccine. And I'm like, all right, well, let's ask a little bit of a deeper question here. Yeah. And I, I wasn't expecting to hear that, but unfortunately those are some of the difficult conversations that I have to have with people to really get them better, right? So we have to be able to, again, like just look at these things. It's like, well, because I think that if you had, you know, you were grieving, you were stressed, I think that's how it related to what the pain that you're experiencing right now. And just like having that conversation with her and then showing her a couple of things to help alleviate that tension, you know, and, and stress management, completely different person by the time we were done. And, right. and you know, and like this was someone who was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm kind of getting better and I'm going to wait it out to the, you know, the fact that she was like, I'm really happy that you're here, you know, so you know, just again, it's like, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's just, it's full circle. They kind of connect to each other. And it's like, you know, again, like, you know, we talk about stress management. I mean, exercising is stress management for a lot of us, right? It's an outlet, but we have to be able to figure out how we can actually take it back from zero to hundred and go 100 to zero more often. Right. So it's other things, taking care of your soft tissue, rolling out with a light barbell on your, on your wife's leg, Jay. <laughs> um, right being able to get into some sort of meditation practice anything mm. that's going to help you just right talking to somebody during this time to yeah. get rid of your stress like all of these things because if not it's just going to accumulate 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 and it's, and it's going to go from here and it is going to manifest somewhere in your body right yeah and that's uh that's why we relate so well and that's why i love collaborating with you kingsley because we are, you know, we, uh, people think about what we do and um, what we do is people come to us with symptoms, right? I want to lose weight, but that's, that's a, that's a symptom of a deeper issue. Why is that important to you? And we peel the layers of onions back too. And we come to find out that the challenges their experiences are stress, stress related, um, you know, but the deeper reason is they want build confidence. So we, we ask these challenging questions to people. I mean, sometimes catch them off guard. What do you need to know that for? But it's so that we can, we can ensure that they're doing what they need to do to get the best results, you know? Um, and, and when it comes to stress and it all coming full circle, you know, sometimes just having that conversation, creating the awareness that, oh, these two things can be connected can be therapeutic in itself. And you start to alleviate that, that physical symptom, 
right? And mm-hmm. you, you, you've already begun the process. And for people, it's like, oh, I, I can draw a connection to, you know, I have a pain in my neck and I had all of these major traumatic life issues. Wow. You know, I can kind of let go of that now. And then you're more, you feel more secure and safe when you're working with someone that you just met and had this conversation with Dr. Kingsley, you, and you feel safe enough to allow, you know, the, whatever it is, the manual manipulation or the, the, the massage therapy and actually get the full benefit of that physical, um, physical therapy. You know what I mean? It's, it, 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 it's all connected for us too. You know, when they feel safe enough that we're going to get them not just to lose weight, but feel more confident they're going to they're going to do what we ask them to do and feel feel comfortable doing that. So awesome, and I think that we could definitely talk about that a lot more. Um, you know, I have that for sure. And, but and we we kind of we kind of had that conversation this summer. Some some conversations I wish were recorded. Uh, but you know, the, uh, we're gonna try to cut it short here. I know we do have two more questions, and Dan's on here, but I'm pretty sure he's just there to absorb information. Um, but you know, again, Kingsley world of information. Thank you so much. I'm hoping this thing records when we, uh, get off and we don't lose the recording. Uh, there's Dan. What's up guys. No, just a quick plug for Kingsley. You stuck uh, in Vermont? No, no, no. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm home. Okay. Uh, but worked with Kingsley, uh, for a couple of months and, uh, the amount of knowledge he has is awesome. You taught me so much. The, uh, the whole, sorry, my kid's singing in the shower, literally. Um, <laughs> um, the, fo- the whole foam rolling, because I have that limitation in my, my, my shoulders and my, my, my neck, and uh, that foam roller and, and rolling out those lats has been like huge, huge for me. Uh, so definitely uh, I can, wow. I can, I can uh, relate to everything that you're saying and uh, definitely has helped me improve uh tremendously so thank you uh thanks <clears throat> thank you dan all right thank you right. Dan. thank you kingsley thank you um glenn for being yeah. our model thank you um and thank you to everyone that joined jay uh diane and dan uh for taking the hour to sit down and just you know get some more information kingsley how can they get in touch with you yeah. if they needed to contact you um we are uh we are on social media, um, on Instagram and Facebook, you know, just uh, at Evolve to Perform um, or Dr. Kingsley PT. And um, we are, you know, just on the web. It's www.evolvetoperform.com. Um, and, yeah. um, you know, and, and we're, we're pretty, yeah, if you Google us, you know, we, we pop up pretty quickly. So we'll also yeah, on, be you, on, on the uh, podcast episode that I'm creating from this and the YouTube video uh, that we're going to create, I'm going to link uh, all of your in- info, the, the Instagram account, the Facebook and uh, okay. your website. So people can get in touch with you, but uh, thank you so much. And uh, if anyone needs anything, let us know if you have questions for future episodes or ideas for a podcast episode that you want uh, us to discuss, please send it our way. Um, you know how to get in touch with us, radcrossfit.com or uh, email us info at radcrossfitnsli.com or chat, follow us on Instagram at radcrossfit. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks guys. Bye guys. Good night. Good night, everyone.